Welcome to your weekly episode of Feed, Slay, Love. I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm so happy that you're here. Feed, Slay, Love is a podcast for busy moms who are everything for everyone. So if that's you and you ever wondered whether there's more to life, then you're in the right place. Let's dig right in. We moms, we really are the most important people, period. You know that? We moms, we hold it all together. We live for others most of our days. We care, we worry, we help and we do. And often to our own detriment, you know. Do you know that feeling to wake up and realize you feel so exhausted, unhappy, maybe even resentful? empty, numb, low on energy, like you burn the candle on both ends and don't even know how to recharge and how to feel in charge of your own life again. What do you even want? You're so busy taking care of everything and everyone. You might have lost your own path a little and worse, you might have no energy left to even think about your own growth and your own path and purpose. I'm in this with you. I try to do it all. I wanted to be perfect, you know, and I ended up with a life. I didn't know how to kind of get out of it, how to change it. And I had an emptiness inside me. I didn't see coming and worse. <laughs> Whilst I kind of dug myself this hole all by myself over the years and ignored all the red flags and gut instincts and problems along the way, especially, you know, with my relationship, I kind of finally realized I had to change something. And, and that was a great realization. I realized it can't carry on like this. I can't live like this. I have no joy. I have no pulse, you know. But I just didn't know how to change. All right, before we dig any deeper into this topic, I have good news. This kind of situation of feeling stuck, of seeing no way out, it's fixable. You can be happy again. That's the good news. But you have to put in the work, right? <laughs> in this episode of the Feed Slay Love podcast, we will talk about the how how to get unstuck, how to take charge, how to change your life around and how to be happy again. When I was at my worst, I kind of called it my midlife crisis, even though it happened kind of in my early and mid thirties. And when I was in the thick of it, um, I had this sentence from this movie, Eat, Pray, Love, swirling in my head. And I don't know if you know the movie. I don't know if you if you remember the sentence right in the beginning of the movie. Um, and it said, the only thing more impossible than staying was leaving. And it's like, it perfectly embodies that feeling of being so stuck that getting unstuck is even nearly more impossible than staying stuck. You know, so you just don't know how to change anything. And I've, I found that um, this feeling of kind of resenting my life and nearly being 
upset with myself for not having seen all this coming and that I, you know, I was an active part of creating this life. And now I shouldn't really complain about it. You know, I can't um, because, you know, I made all of this and I felt responsible in a way for all of it. And I felt like I can't really, you know, complain to anyone about it, um, but I'm so exhausted and frustrated. So one of the big realizations that came uh, much later, um, but that I want to share with you now is um, to reassure you, the problem is not your life. The problem is not your husband, you know, for not bringing out the trash or your kid's teacher for a snarky comment or your boss for an unreasonable feedback or whatever. The problem is that you lost your focus and your goals. You feel pushed around by others and their growing demands because you're not living your life anymore. You're living everyone else's lives. And to a degree that is um, you know, that is true probably for everyone. Um, if you feel stuck, you probably feel stuck because you realize you didn't really, you know, do all of this just for you. You know, you, you took care of a family, you grew your career, you tried to juggle so many things, you lost yourself a little in the process. And, you know, you didn't lose your mind, you know, you just lost your anchor. And that's fine, that's okay, but that's the first I guess, realization um, to take away. It's not someone else's fault and it certainly won't get better if your husband now empties the dishwasher on time every day or brings out the bins every day on time, you know, like or whenever you ask him to. It won't make you happier, you know. It won't give your life more purpose. Um, all you need, and this is way easier said than done, um, what you need is an anchor, a why, a reason. You need something that drives you. You need that spark again. You need something that makes you want to change something in your life and not waste more time trying or being anxious about trying. Often there is a key moment or situation that makes us realize that why what that anchor is, you know, and that makes you gear into action. And, and sometimes we have to hit rock bottom for it. Sometimes we have to be cheated on or be told about like, a, you know, sad experience in the family or have, you know, tragedy hit or lose our jobs or something like that. You know, our kid be expelled from school, like something like that. Sometimes there has to be an event that really triggers something in us that will make us say something like, no more of this. I'm taking charge now. You know, I know what I want now. And, you know, <laughs> I want to help you though, sooner than that. I don't want to wait for you to hit rock bottom and then have to pick yourself up again. Um, I feel like, you know, there is a way to get you back on track before you completely derail, so to speak. And, and I have, um, over my time of working on, um, on this kind of topic and working with, um, you know, career moms 
who somewhat um, have you know overlapping experiences or similar experiences sometimes i've seen um, three types of maybe personas i would call it three kind of types of good reasons to start changing something and personally my good reason for change was seeing my daughter pick up on our constant arguments at home and i mean she was more she was my anchor to change but she was also a mirror for me to see my behavior and my ex-husband's behavior somewhat in her she started showing some patterns of anger in herself and and i just felt like my driver became this wanting to be a better role model for her giving her a healthier upbringing and healthier and happier moments i didn't want her you know to see her parents so unhappy and argue all the time i could see myself so much more clearly when she mirrored bad behavior back to me and i realized i don't want to be that and i don't want her to take that away you know from her childhood um you know i didn't want to hide anything from her as well i didn't want her um you know to become like me like burn the candle at both ends i didn't want her to see me so unhappy all the time and without that joy you know i didn't want her to see such an unhappy relationship as well such a you know a marriage that had fallen apart and neither of the adults in the marriage admitting to it i wanted her to see someone who takes charge of their life i wanted her to see someone who's empowered by their choices who knows what they want so i decided i had to change because i wanted to be stronger and more authentic as well i wanted her to know that it's okay to say no it's right to set boundaries it's sometimes necessary to walk away from a toxic situation and despite it being hard i wanted her to know that the easy way isn't so often the right way that hard work and dedication to self-care and to self-love do pay off and that she can do it too so i want to share with you the three kind of personas the three good reasons if you see any of this in you in your life to allow them to be a start for change if any of this resonates with you there might be something you need to change before you there, there might be something you need to implement in your life to change your situation before your situation becomes worse and remember it's about being empowered to take charge of your own life nobody else can give you permission to do that this is your call and if any of this resonates look into taking action getting unstuck okay so the first one is the low confidence kind of persona i would say if you see yourself in survival mode if you don't know where you're going anymore who you are anymore if you're scared of the future you know that type of personality self-esteem struggles and too often i see that if your confidence keeps declining you need to revert that process sooner rather than later because our confidence is really what keeps us going what keeps us daring 
what keeps us moving, what keeps us taking risks, you know. And if we don't have any of that and live in fear, then we become so scared of the future that we don't see a future anymore. So revert that low confidence loop as soon as possible. You know, we all lose confidence and, and there is that sort of temporary loss of confidence, like you lose a, you know, after losing a job, after heartbreak. But the longer we stay in this kind of limbo, the longer we allow ourselves to hide away from real life, the longer it also takes us to figure out the way forward out of it again. And the more your confidence suffers, you're stuck in survival mode in a sort of like a paralysis that keeps you frozen. You're not living your life because you may be scared and you're afraid you could get hurt again and, you know, or things could get hard again or things could go wrong again. And it's key to understand your fears and what's holding you back and then really make that plan of action. What do you want? What are the things you should start doing again that you used to enjoy? Journaling is a really gentle way to reacquaint yourself with your needs and your dreams again, with your future. And, you know, at the same time, journaling really allows you to dip, like de, um, <laughs> dig deeper. Well, that's been hard to say. Dig deeper um, in your fears, into your fears to, you know, listen in. Where's that fear coming from? Why is that coming up? Is it realistic? You know, is it still an actual fear? Is it an old fear, you know, that I'm still carrying with me? Take small actions, keep going, you know, keep inching forward. Just focus on the one next step. Don't focus on the 50 things, you know. If you lost your job, then, you know, fix up your CV, put in one application, put in another one, you know. It's not about now immediately expecting a success, but it's about not defeating, you know, not taking this as a defeat, but keep going, keep focusing forward, keep figuring out what you want, keep seeing every step as an opportunity, you know. If you keep putting yourself out there and keep trying, you are not a failure because the only failure is inaction. And you are enough and you are not a failure. Right. Persona or kind of like um, situation number two is a guilt loop. So if you're stuck in a guilt loop, you might be reliving the past. You might tend to gaslight yourself, like with toxic positivity, things like others have it worse or I'm keeping up the positive vibes, you know, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, you know, instead of actually allowing yourself to feel the feelings. And you might be unable to be really present. You might be unable to really tune into yourself. Um, someone who's kind of stuck in a guilt loop or a situation where you're stuck in that is when you feel bad about seemingly everything. Um, you feel like you're not doing enough. You're not able to deal and keep up with all the demands. But at the same time, you're not really taking a lot of action as well because you don't know how and that makes you feel worse. So that's a kind of loop, you know. And if you're living in guilt um, and going through, you know, all the stuff again and again, wondering where you went wrong, it just keeps you in a loop of the past. Like 
where you kind of miss your present and you forget to plan your future, you know? That feeling of being stuck in a guilt loop is kind of like being stuck in a fog, not knowing how you could have ended up in this situation and kind of feeling like you have no power to change things, but you do. The heartbreak of lacking joy and wondering when you loved the last time and constantly feeling bad about everything, it, you know, yes, it might make you think, well, you know, I could have it worse or others have it worse, but that's gaslighting yourself. You know, you're just giving away your power and your energy to others and this constant guilt instead of just using your energy and your power to move on, to let go, get over it. Move on from failure, move on from fear, move on from pain, move on from things that didn't work out in the past where, you know, you maybe got dealt a shitty hands of cards, you know, a shitty hand of cards that could be, you know, but you need to move on. You need to deal with what you have and you need to start seeing life for what it is and not for what it could have been. Constant wandering won't change a thing. And that's also not self-reflection. Because self-reflection is proactive, you know, figuring out where you went wrong and then trying to do better next time. That's self-reflection. That's action. You keep trying and you keep applying yourself. Even if you fail, you don't get anxious from the failure. You try again. And you learn from it. And you seek out what suits you, what doesn't, you know. And I think for this kind of situation or persona, it would maybe help to practice some mindfulness. To really arrive in the present moment again. To let go of all the things that happened in the past. Forgive, forget, you know, leave them behind. Let them be. And now look around you. Appreciate the small things. The kindness of others. The beauty of nature. The laughter of, you know, your children, friends. You know, the support you get from others, the family that's there for you. Arriving in the here and now and really writing down five things every day that you appreciate from others or that you appreciate in your life, expressing gratitude. That can really start raising your energy again and your presence in the here and now. Okay. The third persona, um, and I mean, this is my favorite. The third persona or situation you can be stuck in is our good old friend, perfectionism. If you find yourself resentful, if you find yourself lacking boundaries, if you have a feeling like you're in a golden cage, and this might be you. Overcommitment and perfectionism. Oh my God. I mean, I've talked about this so much in previous episodes. I think it's episode 11, The Perfectionism Trap. Listen in if you are a perfectionist. Let's get out of this. If you are getting resentful, frustrated, annoyed because you've overcommitted to everyone and everything and now you simply feel like you have no time for yourself and you can't get out of it because of the high standards you've set for yourself, that are somewhat of a prison now, then welcome to perfectionism, you know. 
all you want is to reap the rewards for all your hard work, for your dedication, all the great things you do at work, at home, you know, you like being appreciated. And there is nothing wrong with that. We all like that. You know, that dopamine hit that we get from a great workout, from a great achievement, you know, from that appreciation. But you thought you'd be happy or satisfied, you know, from doing everything. But all you are is angry. <laughs> Your batteries are out of juice. You've built up this life and now you can't keep up with it anymore. But you're also afraid to look like a failure if you admit to it. You can't really say to anyone you're so stressed because they all admire you for your perfection. So you can't put down that armor that you build up, those walls around you of being perfect and now suddenly be a commoner, you know, a stressed mom like all of us. I mean, I've been there and I still struggle with it. It's an ongoing struggle, but actually being a little bit vulnerable sometimes, not having that perfect home and asking for help, you know, that's the real deal, you know, that's real life. And if your batteries are dead and you just want to recharge with that perfectly cleanly scrubbed bathtub and a bubble bath you, you know, bought in that shop where they only do that special bubble bath, you know, and you think that's self-care, well, it just won't cut it. You know, if being happy is all you wanted and creating that dream life is all you work towards, now it feels like a golden cage and you're frustrated about the situation and it keeps you up at night and you, you know, you want to feel a pulse again, you want to break out, but you just can't because the only thing more impossible than staying is leaving, right? The way forward for the perfectionist is connection, vulnerability, getting those dopamine hits from true companions, from finding your purpose, from opening up, from seeking that reconnection with your true self and your path in life, you know, less pleasing others and worrying about their judgments of you, more being your unapologetic self reconnecting with yourself and your purpose through journaling and identity work really helps as well might wait it might take a while to even for yourself break down those barriers that you build up of what you really want and who you really are reconnecting with yourself if you're a perfectionist i mean let me tell you this my life coach said well dig a little deeper you know every time i showed her what i journaled about because I couldn't dig any deeper. Because if I would, I would maybe scratch the surface of something that I try to bury and hide, you know. But there's nothing more rewarding than being your authentic self and reconnecting with yourself. Because that's the only way you find your purpose and the only way to unlock your real lasting happiness. Because it's in you you just have to really scratch that surface. And, you know, it might take a while to listen to your gut again. But once you start feeling that purpose a little bit again, that spark, that direction, you know, and you use your drive, you get that energy in your veins again. And you wake up energized and excited again. Yeah. Okay. 
So I think those three personas, those kind of three situations, three good reasons, whatever you want to call it, maybe they resonated with you. Maybe a little bit of all of them, maybe one specifically. And, and I hope that gives you a little bit of a spark again, a little bit of a starting point to take charge and change something in your life again. Because you need to always remember, change starts with you. Before moving out or doing a drastic thing like filing for divorce and blaming all the others, you know, it's really necessary to figure out who you are and what you want and what you need. Because, you know, you need to refresh your life, breathe, some energy into it again into your marriage your relationships you know but the main goal is that it refreshes you first that it reminds you of who you are and everything else will fall into place trust the process as they say now let's imagine waking up refreshed taking time for journaling meditating breathing you know stilling your mind a little every day imagine freeing up mental energy by worrying less imagine speaking your truth unapologetically asking for help giving feedback without getting emotional or taking things personally imagine start stating your boundaries clearly staying in your lane rather than being everything for everyone imagine a long to-do list and an even longer not to-do list because those are things you don't need to engage with because they're not what you should focus on. Imagine taking charge of your life. Imagine being happy. And the reason I made it my mission to empower women like you is really simple. If you are living your dream life, then you are actually able to positively impact others too. Your relationships, your friendships, your kids, your colleagues, you know, being accountable for your life and setting the boundaries means that you also make others more accountable instead of babying them. You help your kids get a sense of rest and listen to their bodies, to their minds, to their hearts, pursue what energizes them, speak their truth, appreciate them and be appreciated for their honesty and for their courage, you know. The next generation really depends on us, dear moms. We need to teach our kids to be themselves and stand up for who they are, to have the courage to live with purpose. The alternative would be really dim. Another generation of you know, people dealing with burnout, frustration, blaming things on others and doing what everyone expects of them seemingly. Sure, you know, it's not all on us moms, but let's face it, we are often the most present key person in our key lives and therefore our kids are exposed to how we handle our lives firsthand. Actions speak louder than words. And we have to walk the walk if we want to truly transform ourselves and impact others positively. And there are a lot of parents who don't believe that their actions impact others around them and end up shying away from stepping up and raise a generation of kids who lack resilience, strength, courage, you know, honest, honesty. And, but let me tell you this. You will impact your children one way or another. They will learn from your behavior, whether you want it or not. So why not improve yours and their lives by taking charge and show them how it's done? You know, so what now? Switch up some of your habits from today. Get inspired every day to grow a little bit more, set goals, be more conscious, be more curious. And I'm here by your side every step of the way. 
If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and share the Feeds Day Love podcast with other fabulous working moms like you. Join us next time for more tips, tricks and empowering discussions. Stay slaying! And always remember, this podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and education only and it's not a replacement for therapy.